Imagine this. The governor comes onto your TV screen and says your area needs to evacuate. Your heart drops. Are you prepared for an evacuation? You might be, you might not be. But regardless, this podcast is going to help you step by step be prepared for an evacuation with your kiddo with food allergies. There's no sugarcoating this, y'all. Evacuations, hurricanes, fires, they're horrible. But this podcast is going to guide you, give you step-by-step tactical approaches to getting through that evacuation. So let's do this. Welcome to Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with Dr. Alice Hoyt, the podcast about demystifying food allergies, diminishing allergy anxiety, and taking back control. Let's navigate this challenge together with evidence-based information, scientific research, and tried and proven practices. And now, here's your host, board-certified allergist and immunologist specializing in food allergy, Dr. Alice Hoyt. Hey there, food allergy mamas, papas, grandmas, nanas, pops, all the people, aunts, uncles, loved ones. So happy that you're tuning in to the Food Allergy and Your Kiddo podcast today. Today's episode um, is one that is a bit off the beaten path for what we typically think about when we're thinking about food allergies. But I'll tell you, it's one that's very near and dear to my heart. It's near and dear to the heart of this show. Um, Today we are talking about evacuation preparedness for kiddos with food allergies or anyone with food allergies. And I think what you'll find is that a lot of what we talk about today, a lot of what's on the checklist is applicable to really anybody who has a medical condition. Um, But of course, y'all know I love checklists. So there is a checklist available on the foodallergyinyourkiddo.com website on the info blog. Um, And so let's dive in to the six steps to a successful evacuation for a hurricane. Step number six it's, it's just more fun to go and list backwards, right? Because you're in anticipation of what is number one. So we're going to start with six. Number six, we want to have the contact information for a couple different groups. You always want to have your allergist's contact information whenever you're evacuating, your pediatrician's information. You also want to have the contact information of a hospital that is near your evacuation destination and of an allergist that is near your evacuation destination. Of course, y'all, when we're thinking about evacuating, we're thinking, okay, I'm going to be gone for a few days and then I'm going to come back home and everything's going to be fine. But as we know from this recent hurricane, as we know from past hurricanes and other natural disasters, when you evacuate, and you come back home, you're not necessarily coming back to the home that you left. So you want to evacuate with a state of mind of, I'm going to be away from my home for a little while. And especially when we're talking about 
having a kiddo who has a food allergy, we want to try to make that transition as smooth as possible. The transition of being in an alternative destination somewhere other than your home where you know you can call your allergist or your pediatrician, you know where they are, you know where the grocery stores are, you know where the pharmacy is, you know where the hospital is. You want to be as prepared as possible when you're evacuating. So always, always have the contact information of your current medical providers. Ask your allergist for an allergist who is near or within the community that you will be evacuating to. And also know in the community to which you're evacuating what and where are the hospitals there. Because, I mean, God forbid we don't want to have an accidental ingestion and have to go to the emergency room when you're evacuating, when you're in this new city, but we want to be prepared. So that's why number six on our list of six steps to a successful evacuation is to have the contact information of your medical peeps. Okay. Step number five. I'm just going to sum this up into the accoutrement of the food allergy needs. So that's going to include a medical alert bracelet. This is your medical alert gear. Um, Apps on your phone. If you have one particular app, I really like the Epicenter app because it helps you locate hospitals. Um, It can alert your emergency contacts. If you're having a reaction, it can remind you to have your epinephrine auto injector with you. So I really like that app. Other things that fall into this accoutrement category are going to be your anaphylaxis action plan. A lot of y'all know if you're evacuating then and you have a kiddo with food allergy, you know how to use their epinephrine auto injector, but chances are you're staying with somebody who doesn't necessarily know how to use it. So definitely have that anaphylaxis action plan. So that's number five, our allergy accoutrement, our medical alert bracelet, our iPhone app or whatever phone you have, an app for it, if you use that regularly, and then also that anaphylaxis action plan. Okay, number four of our six steps to a successful evacuation. Say that five times fast. Number four are other medications and prescriptions. And when I say other, I mean, we're not talking about the EpiPen. Y'all know we're going to get to that. Y'all know that's high on the list. But we're talking about antihistamines. We're talking about if your kiddo also has asthma, then having that albuterol inhaler. If there are other medications that your kiddo regularly takes, make sure you have those medications. If they're over-the-counter medications and you have like two pills of your antihistamine left, make sure you get another box of whatever your antihistamine is, your antihistamine of choice. You don't want to have to be worrying about, oh my gosh, I also have this ragweed allergy and I didn't get any more of my antihistamine, so now I have to go to Walmart or wherever just to get antihistamines when you could have had all that all prepared well ahead of time. Again, the name of the game here is preparedness so that when it's time to evacuate, you just you 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 have everything together and you grab and you go. So that's why number four is to have those medications, your antihistamines, your albuterol inhaler, 
um, ADHD, ADHD drugs, again, not just like everyday medications, but as needed medications, have those ready to go. Also, you want to have prescription refills available. What I mean by this is say you have your epinephrine auto injector and, you know, it doesn't expire for two months, but there is a chance when you evacuate that you will not be able to get back to your doctor within two months. So talk with your doctor's office ahead of time. This is a nice use of the of the computer, my chart, however it is you communicate with your doctor to send a message saying, hey, it's hurricane season. Can you please send some refills for fill in the blank medications? So that is number four on our six steps to successful evacuation. Number three, again, this is getting into more food allergy specific, right? But you want to have food for your kiddo. Um, You want to have food that is safe for your kiddo. You also want to have an ice chest and ice packs to keep your allergy friendly food cold. Um, And how much food should you have? They say when you evacuate, you want to have a three-day supply. Now, if your kiddo is allergic to one food, then this might not be too bad of a step for you. But if your kiddo has multiple food allergies or if your kiddo is allergic to one that is you not ubiquitous, but in, in many, many foods, wheat is a challenging one, milk can be a challenging one, then you want to have your three-day supply of foods for your kiddo. Um, and not just, not just the healthy foods. I mean, this is going to be a stressful time. So have some of those treats in there, y'all. Um, and also ahead of time, you want to have identified wherever your evacuation destination is, which you've planned out ahead of time. You want to know where in that city you can find your kiddos safe food. So what stores, what grocery stores are there where you can find more safe foods? You also want to have a pharmacy identified wherever you're going um, so that you'll know ahead of time, okay, it, it's it's been however many days, I really do need to get more of this medication now, and you already know where to go because you've already thought about this you've already planned it out hi there this is alexis from the hoyt institute of food allergy did you know that the institute is the official sponsor of the food allergy and your kiddo podcast and did you also know that you are now able to connect with dr hoyt directly that's right We are now offering food allergy office hours for parents. These one-on-one virtual sessions are available for parents all across the country. It's an educational session, not an office visit, where you can ask all of your food allergy questions and finally get answers. It's as comfortable as having a cup of coffee with your bestie. Simply click the link in the show notes to schedule and mention this ad. We are so, so excited to connect with parents across the globe with this new service. Okay, now back to Pam and Dr. Hoyt. So having safe food and having an ice chest, a good ice chest, and ice packs to help keep that food fresh, keep it cold, keep it safe, that is our number three on our six steps to successful evacuation. Okay, number two. Y'all are probably gonna be surprised this is number two and not number one, but then when you hear what number one is, you're gonna understand why number one is what it is. Number two on the six steps to a successful evacuation for kiddos with food allergy. 
is have your epinephrine auto-injector. You're like, what, Dr. Hoyt? How is that not number one? You're going to see. You want to have your epinephrine auto-injector in an epinephrine auto-injector case. If you have a case to help keep it within a, a good temperature, we, you don't want this getting super hot. You don't want to get it cold either. This is not something you want to leave in the car. Um, you want to keep your epinephrine auto-injectors, injectors, injectors with you, both of them. I know some of y'all live on the edge and only carry one device with you. Again, side note, the reason to carry two devices with you is so that one, if one of them fails, then you have the backup. But two, in some cases of anaphylaxis, you do need two doses of epinephrine. Um, And again, you can give that second dose within about five minutes. But by then, you're already on the phone with 911 and they're talking you through it. So you want to have your epinephrine with you. This is another time where you want to have already checked the date of expiration on those epinephrine auto-injectors and make sure that you have within-date auto-injectors. I know a lot of folks use the back-to-school time as kind of the the checkoff for when they need new auto-injectors, meaning that their auto-injectors might expire um, in August or September. Hurricane season goes beyond that. And for my listeners who don't live in places that have hurricanes, but maybe you're on the West Coast and these terrible fires, you know, you want to have a certain time where you're always checking of when those auto injectors are due. I recommend checking your auto injectors every month, not just the expiration date, but you also want to look in the window of your auto injector. Um, if your auto injector has that feature and make sure that the medication solution is still clear, it's not cloudy or, or funky looking. Um, most epinephrine is quite stable. It's going to be totally fine in that in that device and well outlast its expiration date. So so don't worry about about spontaneously your epinephrine turning cloudy within within its expiration date cuz cuz that's incredibly rare. Um but do monitor your devices so that when you have to evacuate you're not like, "Oh man, this expires next week." We want to be as prepared as possible, right? That's the name of the game is let's be prepared. So you're like, okay, Dr. Hoyt, how is epinephrine not your first step to a successful evacuation for a kiddo with food allergy? That is because your number one step or step number one in a successful evacuation is to have an evacuation plan, Having an epinephrine auto-injector will do you no good if you forget that epinephrine auto-injector. So you want to have a plan of what you need to bring for your evacuation. And you want to have a checklist. So I already mentioned that I have a checklist available on the info blog for you. It's called Hurricane Evacuation Checklist for Food Allergies. Very creative, right? But it totally tells you what, what this checklist is for. But... Our number one thing to have for an evacuation is an evacuation plan. And that's going to go well beyond what to bring for this specific situation regarding food allergies. An evacuation plan is actually your family's predetermined plan for what you will do when you evacuate. It's going to tell you 
where you're going to go, how you're going to get there, and what you're going to take with you. And you and your family are going to sit down well ahead of time, um, ideally, and go through all, all, all of this. And don't worry, y'all, there is guidance for how to do this. I like getagameplan.org. That is a website put on by the state of Louisiana that's going to talk you through how to be prepared for a hurricane in, in, in this example. It's comprehensive evacuation planning. That's what you need, comprehensive evacuation planning. And once you've identified your evacuation destination, I mean, again, you might not have even thought, oh, yeah, I should think of a place that we're going to go. And you might have a couple of places in mind because, say, a storm's coming and, you know, you're trying to think, am I going to go north? Am I going to go east? Am I going to go west? So you might have a few places in mind. And that's totally fine, y'all. But think about it ahead of time and have your evacuation plan already predetermined so that you're ready to go. I mean, evacuation, storms, they're stressful enough. Let's not plan at the last minute when we can plan ahead of time and getagameplan.org has some good tools to help you do that. And again, once you identified where you're going, you want to try to familiarize yourself with your evacuation destination city so that you know where you can get your kiddos safe foods, you know where you can go to the pharmacy, um, and you're just more comfortable with your evacuation plan. So that's why having a plan is number one, because you want to make sure that you do not forget your epinephrine auto injectors when you evacuate. So that's number two. Number three is having safe foods and a safe place to store those foods, the the ice chest. Number four are your medications and prescriptions, your other medications, your antihistamines, other things your kiddo takes, and your extra prescriptions, your refills in case you're away for a while and or your doctor's office doesn't open right right back up after the storm. You want to be able to have access to your medications. Number five, the accoutrement, the, uh, the medical alert bracelet, the anaphylaxis action plan, Also the app, um, like I mentioned, Epicenter app that I like. But y'all, don't rely on anything electronic when you're evacuating. Don't rely on having service. Don't rely on your data. Don't rely on any of that. That's why you want to have that evacuation plan ahead of time and actual paper maps. Yeah, paper maps. You know what I think of paper maps? I think, how am I going to fold this back? And and with all of this, all these devices that we use now for maps, I think the the art of paper map folding might be lost. So, so it shouldn't be lost because we should all have paper maps for when we evacuate. Um, but have the accoutrement, the medical alert bracelet, your anaphylaxis action plan, and your app because your app you might have service, and that could be very helpful, right? To to finding a hospital, all that good stuff. And then, of course, number six is have the contact information of your current allergist and pediatrician, your own doctor, um, but also the contact information, location information of allergists and hospital of your destination city. So that's the podcast today, y'all. 
Um, I hope this is helpful. I wish I had done this earlier. Um, my heart goes out to my friends in DeRitter, whom I love dearly. Um, the co-host of our show, Pam, um, she has been affected by this, her family, her friends. And I just want to say to everybody from DeRitter who listens to the podcast, y'all have been such tremendous supporters of this show. You know, I can actually see like where people are when they're listening um, from from our analytics. And DeRitter is like the powerhouse. I have so many listeners in DeRitter. And y'all, I just want to send my love to you. Um, I'm praying for y'all. And we will get through this. You guys will get through this. And DeRitter will be a lovelier town than it has ever been. Um, I visited DeRitter heavens. It was a while ago, but I loved it. I loved the people. Um, and it's just, it's such a warm and friendly town. So if my other listeners feel called to do so, the Code Anna program, which is the nonprofit that I lead, will be putting together some resources at um, no cost to the schools in DeRitter and to the families, especially those food allergy families who have been affected by this. So if you feel called to do so, then you can donate at codeanna.org. Put in the comments box, DeRitter, D-E-R-I-D-D-E-R, or something close to that spelling. We'll figure it out. And um, any of those donations that come in with with the comment of DeRitter, we're going to make sure that the kids in DeRitter who have food allergies they have, um, they at least have some nice snacks because they've, they've got a long road y'all. Um, and, and to close as always, you guys, I am an allergist, but I am not your allergist. So talk with your allergist about what you've learned today, what you've heard today. Um, talk with your allergist and, and make sure that your allergist has a recommendation for who to see if, if you have to evacuate to somewhere else. Um, and as always, God bless you. God bless DeRitter and God bless your family. Thanks for listening to this episode of food allergy and your kiddo with food allergist, Dr. Alice Hoyt. For more information on navigating the world of food allergy, visit www.foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and follow Dr. Hoyt on Twitter at Dr. Alice Hoyt. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Let's take the anxiety and confusion out of food allergy.